Sky Sports Radio combined with Harness Racing New South Wales brings you On The Pace for your daily dose of news and tips. Good morning, happy Monday. Welcome to On The Pace here on a Monday morning. Michael Guerin joining you to talk about harness racing things predominantly in New South Wales, but sometimes the harness racing net spreads wider than that and one of New South Wales' favourite horses, Lochinvar Art, was back on Saturday night at Melton. We'll talk to his driver, Nathan Jack, in the second segment coming up this morning. But we know what it's like. You've had a weekend on the punt. You might have done well. You may not have. So you're looking to maybe back a winner on a Monday. And the young man we have joining us now can hopefully help because he's talented and he's a smart young fellow in the sulky. His name is Will Rickson. Will, thanks for taking the time to talk to us this morning, mate. No worries at all, mate. Mate, off to Goulburn today, um, seven race card there, first goes at 122. You've got a couple of drives that interest me and therefore are hoping they'll interest the punters. But we kick off in the first on the card uh, with a horse who, shall we say, hacks around, does its best, but it's only had the two wins from 71. So I presume you're not expecting too much from Strong Desire in race one. Yeah, a couple of these runs have been okay. Um, he, he races well at Canberra, so um, the, the big straight at angle just doesn't suit him too well. So back to Goulburn, I give him, uh, I think he'll run top four because um, I just he's got the right draw and um, I think he won't be too far off him. So I, I actually think he's probably not a bad place chance in that race. All right, nice information. Second on the card goes just after two o'clock, Will. You're on High Rolling Dancer. Now, she's a filly who's shown plenty of ability for Ricky Elchin. She went to the Crown at Bathurst. I thought she fell into the right race here. But for those who don't follow the harness that often, what do you make of a wide barrier draw at Goulburn? Um, it doesn't worry me too much. It's sometimes a bit of an advantage being a bit wider there at Goulburn. It's sort of a, the start. You can get a bit of a sort of slingshot out wider. Um, but at the same time, it's not ideal if we're in a little bit. It might have drawn in a bit. It might have been a bit easier to find a position, but um, it's sort of hard race to line up with all different form lines, and you know the whole race is maidens, obviously. So um, yeah, we're just going to have to see what happens in the first hundred, but um, she should be running on quite well. Okay, um, you haven't driven her in a race before, have you? Driven her in a trial? Uh, I trialled her last week, Mick, and she trialled. They got home in twenty-eight at Menangle, and you know she. She stuck with him and actually finished on the back of one. So um, I thought that trial was sort of good enough to win this race. Okay, you're driving a, a totally different type of horse in, in crime time, who's having start 168 today for Michael Hawke in the third on the card, Will. And you've been advantaged by the scratching of barrier one. She's all star. So you head into barrier one now, which means you'll be on the marker pegs and not doing any work. Yeah, we might have to do a bit of work to hold a position. Um, I'd like to, I'd actually like to hold the front on him, but there is a bit of speed there, so we'll just have to weigh that up. But um, yeah, he he's been racing okay. I think he, he he's got an each way chance in that race. Mate, you got plenty of experience around you today because you're driving so Jack in the fourth on the card, and he's up for start sixty six or sixty seven today. So. Some of these horses will. You could probably go out, leave the reins in the dust sheet, and they could go around by themselves. <laughs> yeah, well, that that might help me, which which will be good. But 
yeah, he, he's got a bit of gate speed, so hopefully we'll be able to get across him and might even look to take a bit of cover somewhere and if he can run top five, I'll be happy. Uh, you're driving one for, for your father, Peter Rickson, in Dance and Deliver in the fifth on the card. Um, nice barrier draw. Look, a horse who looked a decent type of horse, I thought, last campaign and has actually won on this track. Now, you've had the two trials to get ready for this. How forward is Dance and Deliver, who clearly has the ability to win more races? Uh, yeah, mum and dad are quite happy with him at home. He, he trialled, he had a couple of trials about a month or two ago, and they just weren't over the moon with him, so they didn't push on and um, put him into the races. They decided to just give him a little let up and, and go again, and they're a lot happier with him now. And um, Yeah, we... I think the track suits him there at Goldman. Obviously, he's won there before, and he's sort of a quite a big horse who needs a bit of room. So um, we're happy with the draw, and mum and dad are happy with the horse. So, um, yeah, same thing if he can run top four and, you know, hit the line well, we'll be happy. We mentioned the fact, Will, that you've got some experience around you today. Well, it doesn't come any more experienced in harness racing just about anywhere in Australia than Clement Sorrell in race six. For those who... Follow the gallops. Listen to this. Clement Sorrell today is having start 319. 319. Now, well, when you get Clement Sorrell on the track, because you drove at last start, because most people will never, ever be near a horse who's had that many starts, does he literally know what to do? Does he get out on the track, warm up by himself? Does he, does he sort of get a handle on how it all works because he's done it 318 times before? He's a funny old horse, Mick. You actually wouldn't think you're driving the horse that's as old as him and had been around as much as him because you've sort of got to keep him on his own in the warm-up because he can latch on a bit and get a bit excited. Um, he's a, just an old gentleman to drive in the race. Um, he sort of knows what he's doing there, but he, he can get a bit telly at the start and can grab the bit of it in the warm-up. So he, he's actually... Sometimes he's, you think he's got plenty of life left with him the way he, he races and and the way he goes onto the track and stuff. So um, he, he's a good old horse, actually. I don't think this is a without a hope in that race. He's been racing well enough and hopefully should be uh, not too far off him with that nice inside draw. Well, you've got a decent book of drives there today, and you've got, you know, three or four drives tomorrow, actually four drives tomorrow, all at long odds, at Menangle. So you must be happy with the opportunities you're getting. You may not be on too many Saturday night favourites, but you're on horses who, you know, are paying the bills for you, so the career's going pretty good? Uh, yeah, um, I went to Queensland for a couple of months in the winter, Mick, and uh, had, a, had a bit of luck there, and uh, really enjoyed my time, and sort of uh, went in, went around in some of them bigger races in Queensland, so that was really good. And um, obviously, being away from home for a couple of months, I wasn't sure how things would pick back up for me um, after only being back for a couple of weeks. But yeah, to be going around a fair bit is um, good, and just lucky that I've got a lot of loyal trainers and um, you know mum and dad and Ricky Ouch and that have been been really good to me. So um, yeah, I can't complain. Well, how old are you? Because um, for those who, who don't hear you on the radio that often, obviously you're, you're one of these young guns of New South Wales harness racing. So to give us a bit more detail, how old are you now and roughly how many winners have you driven? Uh, yeah, I'm 21, Mick. I'm, um, so, and um, I'm not 100% sure how many, but I think I'm up around the 320 mark or around there. So yeah, I've been pretty lucky and um, not complaining, that's for sure.
You mentioned driving in some bigger races in Queensland. Does that make you a better driver when you're out there driving in decent races against good horse people? Do you think that gives you more confidence when you rock up to Goulburn today and you're in more normal races? Um, it was a really good experience for me, Mick, and I think it's going to help me a lot going forward, sort of being involved in races like the Oaks and Derbys and um, the Rising Sun and a few of them bigger races. And I was lucky enough that Jason Grimson uh, put me on Majestic Cruiser one night, um, so I got to drive him, which was which was great. And yeah, like I, I think it's it's definitely helped, and the more experience you get on better horses and in big races. I think the better you're going to be for it. So, um, yeah, it was good. Well, what's your best chance of getting yourself and, of course, us as punters a winner today at Goulburn? Um, I think the the filly in the second's just a little bit short. She's um, obviously she's drawn a bit wide and first up. Um, so I think Clement Sorrell will be a, an each way chance at good odds. Mate, going well. Your career's going super for a 21-year-old. And uh, thank you for joining us on the show this morning. Good luck tomorrow at Menangle as well as Goulburn today, mate. And look forward to hearing more about your career and looking forward to talking to you after you get a good one at some stage. <laughs> Thanks for that, Mick. Appreciate it. That's Will Rickson, of course, from the famous uh, Rickson family. His mother drove, his father drove. They won miracle miles and great races with divisive and we're all doing the family proud. A bloke who joined us on the show last week, we try not to bother him too often, but the problem is he keeps driving winners, so we have to bother him, is Nathan Jack. Uh, Nathan, you came on the show last Monday, you told us you'd have a good afternoon at Menangle, and you did. So we like that, so unfortunately you have to come back on again. Yeah, good morning, Mick. Yeah. Mate, um, those horses you drove last week, you got a couple of winners there in the, the heats of the Nutrien series. They're pretty nice horses, mate. I, I thought there's a fair bit of scope about a couple of the ones you drove last Tuesday. Yeah, they look really nice horses, Mick. Um, some of them probably weren't as impressive as they might have thought, but um, a couple of the opposition run better races as well, I think. Um, you know, probably some, we, well, Petrarca and that, we just run the quarter, and it was a, a really fast quarter, but it'll be interesting to see. Barry draws are going to play a big part and, and things like that next week. That's for sure it'll be a lot more serious than that. You mentioned Petrarca, so we'll, we'll talk about these before we talk about Lock and Varat, who's the main reason we got you on the show. So Petrarca last week came home in a record last 400 metres for only a two-year-old. Um, absolutely sizzling, 25.3, but the horse outside him seemed to go just as good. Was it a case that being stable mates, Nathan, they were just racing each other up the straight? Uh, yeah, it was, but I couldn't shake him either, Mick. Like, um, like... Yeah, I was surprised that that other horse, I probably underestimated the other horse, and I, I won't be going into the final underestimating him, that's for sure. Like, um, it, it was sort of hard to get a guide on him as to where he was with Petrarca, and I know that the camp thought Petrarca was probably the number one seed, but um, the other horse, was he was pretty impressive, don't worry about that. Okay, just for those who don't follow the harness that much, Nathan, when are these finals on? These are Nutrien finals, and Nutrien, of course, is a new sales company who's become part of harness racing, so when do we see these horses in the finals, Nathan? Oh, yeah, they front up on Saturday night, Mick. Yep, it'll be a good old go. Now, one of the ones who won earlier in the program was in the two-year-old trot, and it was called the Locomotive, and he is out of the champion trotter, one of the best trotting mares I've ever seen in La Cucaracha. You tipped yep. him to us last week. He was $3.20. He started $1.60. He won, but he didn't win by much. 
No, once again, wasn't probably super impressive. Um, it's going to make a few changes before the final. Uh, I think with the blocks on, he couldn't sort of see the one outside him, but we'll be putting holes in the blocks and, um, yeah, just wait and see where the barrier draws him. He's probably a better horse with a sit, but the way it turned out, he was in front and won, but I think you'll see a much better horse next week. Nathan, probably five years ago, we had a lot of Victorian horses come to Menangle and some would struggle with a different type of racing. It would appear, albeit these are sales series races, that that that's no longer the case because we saw the locomotive, obviously major celebrity, Petrarca. We saw a lot of horses who were able to travel last week up from Victoria and get the job done. Well, I think Victorians won every heat, Mick. I think, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think Emma Stewart won too, Danny Thackeray, Wayne Potter, there was only four heats, and they're all their first time there. So, yeah, I think times have changed. I think it's got a lot stronger now. And, um, yeah, I think um, we've probably trained them a little bit different as well. So, yeah, I think things have definitely changed. On Saturday night, Nathan, you had the chance to sit behind a very good horse, a proper racehorse, as they call them, at Melton. Um, he was back, Lockenvar Art. He was beaten into second. Initially, you looked at it and thought, OK, that was OK. But when you looked at the time, a 151.7 mile rate, finishing second to Torrid Saint from the outside of the second line, he probably couldn't have gone much better. No, I don't think he could have, Mick, really. Like, he'd had just two soft trials and... Um, like the second quarter was 28-1 he sort of made ground so he's probably gone 27-5 and then they had to run another half after that chasing an informed sort of hard fit race horses so I, I just know how much he'll improve and, and that, that's fun Nathan about the 300 he looked like he was beaten and at the 200 he sort of lost his gait he was wobbling around a touch but he really dug deep again at the 100 um, that was the part that impressed me. He he still wants to be there, so there's no lack of commitment from Lock and Bar Art. No, that's right, Mick. Um, you know, at the 400, he was done. He was all out, but he sort of kept fighting. And if you see the replay, about 30 or 40 metres off the line, exactly in front of now, Nathan, you'll be driving Lockenbar up, but David Moran, who's his usual trainer and driver, is coming back from a suspension in three weeks. Quite handily for you, you have a nice replacement. You have been confirmed as the spring driver of Copy That, the New Zealand Cup winner. Um, talk to us about how that came about, and it must be a nice buzz knowing full well that you weren't going to be Lockenbar Art's regular driver heading forward to pick up a New Zealand Cup winner for the Victoria Cup. Yeah, that's right, Mick. Sort of one door closed and another one opened. Uh, just come about through the connection through Anton Galeno and uh, Ray stayed there when he was here last copy that when he was injured and sort of got to know Ray quite well and King of Swing stayed at at, uh, at Dad's place when, when he was a two-year-old when Ray trained him and Logan Hall sport him over. So sort of knew Ray well then but sort of really got to know him a lot better when he was over here and stuck here and... Uh, Ray's a great guy, and it's, um, yeah, it's, a, it's a pleasure to be given the opportunity to drive such a great horse. I know you've driven some very good horses since your comeback, horses like Ladies in Red, so you've driven top horses, but it must be exciting to be getting back on the Grand Circuit with a proper Grand Circuit horse. So many horses get to the Grand Circuit, but they can't quite handle it. We know Copy that can. He's won a New Zealand Cup, so it must be nice to have that solidified, knowing you're going to a smoking up and you're going to a Victoria Cup and you have a serious horse to play with? Oh, for sure, Mick. You know, that's what we do it for, is to get on the, the elite ones. And, and the horses like the ladies in red, Block of Our Arts, Copy That. It's like, they're, they're nearly, uh, Copy That, one nearly a million. Block of Our Arts, one over a million. And the ladies in red's one of the best men I've ever seen. So, 
So, you know, I, I'm, I'm forever grateful for the opportunities I've been given, that's for sure. All right. Um, what's ahead this week? Obviously, you're coming back to Menango on Saturday night to drive in the Nutrients Finals. Have you got a winner in Victoria for us, Nathan? Because, to be honest, it's been an expensive weekend and we could do with some coin. Um, a two-year-old today goes okay. Uh, he's no star, but he goes okay. I think he'll run a good race horse called Be Dazzled in the first. He's probably my best chance for the day. Um, and then maybe Bravo Stride Thursday at Kilmore. Mate, we appreciate your time. Well done with uh, the way you've been attacking Menangle recently, and thanks for the update on Lock and Var Art. Looking forward to seeing you in those green colours on copy that heading forward. Thanks very much, Mick. Appreciate your time. Nathan Jack, who drove a double last week at Menangle, including Petrarca, who came up the straight like it was fired out of a gun in 25.3 for the last 400. Now, think about that. A good galloper would go 22.5, 23 for 400 metres. This is a pacer. And it was two, and it went 25.3. So super time there for Petrarca. And, of course, Nathan's going to be on copy that, the New Zealand Cup winner, when he heads to Victoria in a couple of weeks. From one young gun in the sulky, actually two, because Will Rickson joined us before then, to another guy who's been to the heights of harness racing, but still very young to be training good horses. That is James Rattray. James, good morning. Thank you for taking the time to join us, mate. Good morning, mate. Mate, um, you've got a, a horse who I can't work out, so we had to get you on because we're trying to work out what sort of horse we have been bopping is. He went to Menangle on Saturday night. He won the Group 3, Bowden Projects, Builders, Paul Fitzpatrick, Free For All. And some days, James, I think you've got a Grand Circuit horse on your hands, and other days he races like he's a rating 75 horse. What's the key to we have been bopping? Uh, He's a little bit tricky horse, but um, no, very talented. And um, yeah, when he's when he's on song, he's really good. Sometimes James, you drive him yourself. Sometimes other people drive him. What, what's the key to that? Because he um, he seems to to seems to be a tricky horse to drive. So I can't imagine he's a horse you want to just be dropping people into. No, that's right. Um, I've sort of I've been went on holiday for a couple of weeks and. Dean Snoskis handles him really well, and um, yeah, he's not the not the easiest horse to get along with, but he's he's in a really good spot right now. Um, he loves his routine and um, he loves him an angle mile. Yeah, he's just driving on the racing at the minute. He looks a very big horse uh, on television. I haven't been next to him on the racetrack for a couple of years. Um, what sort of hopple does a horse like we have been bopping with? He's not in a very long hobble at all, and he's sort of—he's not the not the best gated horse. Um, but yeah, I think Saturday night was the, probably the best he's paced for for a long time, and um, did really good with minimal gear for him. And um, yeah, he's just—he's just driving on on the racing there. James, with a horse like him, is it a case, we spoke to Robbie Morris yesterday about Sonny G, and sometimes you just got to keep sending them around to get their minds more used to it. Is it a case that with going around in the free-for-alls, most Saturday nights, as you said, he was better this Saturday, he's getting better at it just by practice? Yeah, I think so. He's sort of not a horse that wants to go uh, every week, but, you know, every every second week, every every three weeks out of the month kind of thing and um, 
he's just he's loving being at home. He's sort of out in the paddock and has his routine. He sort of goes out early and comes in and works, and, and then back out. He yeah, you know, he's, he's in a very happy place. Mate, we saw him a couple of starts ago winning 150.9. So those sort of 150 miles, the 151s, they don't seem to be an issue for him. But to be winning the best races at Menangle, you need to eventually have the opportunity to go down and break 149. Now, he's been in races when they've gone that quick. He was in the Wagga Cup, of course, where they, they went the 149 around Wagga or around the Riverina of all places. Do you think he's a sub-150 horse at Menangle or is his gate not clean enough for that? Uh, he's not far away, and he's, I, I think he's improving all the time. Um, we've sort of a few times there we we bought him off the gate, and before he was sort of just a one trick pony and just a bit of a runaway. But now now he's a little bit versatile. Um, you can sort of put him where you want now. Um, he, he when he gets the gate, he's he's really good in front, but he, he can sit up and he sat up and won there before at Menangle and if the race is under suit I, I think he can um, I think he can go under a 150 mile Alright, what do you do with a horse like him? Do you just keep knocking around a bit like Cash and Flow has for the last couple of years where you go around in the suitable Menangle miles or do you eventually want to give him a crack at something a bit more tasty and a bit richer? Yeah, we've yeah, we sort of thought about it and the way he's been lately, I, I think he'll get a bit of distance because you can bring him off the gate and he will settle a bit for you now. Um, but, uh, yeah, for the next few, few runs, we'll keep him to the mile and um, make a plan up from there whether we, we look at the bigger races later on. James, you have had uh, the ultimate Grand Circuit horse, one of the great champions since Menangle was opened about 12 or 13 years ago, in Bow Tide. Um, where is Bow Tide these days? I know he's retired, but what's he doing with himself? Uh, he's here at home um, in Exeter. He's looking after the young ones. He's, uh, when we wean them, um, Bo, Bo takes care of them. And, um, yeah, just living a good old life. <laughs> I can imagine, James, he was a bull of a horse to look at. He was a very solid horse as a racehorse. I can imagine now he's let down. Um, there'd be a fair bit of him. Yeah, yeah. He always looks after himself. He's he's nice and round, and um, yeah, just yeah. He's funny. Like goes through winter, and he looks the same as in summer. Like he's just nice and round, and takes care of himself. When you look back on on the career of Bowtie James, obviously you know you've won races at the absolute highest level. Do you have a favourite memory? Do you have a a race that you might occasionally? Um, watch online or think to yourself, geez, that was a bit of fun. Was there, was there a special bow tie moment for you? Because there was plenty of special bow tie moments for other people. Yeah, um, yeah. when he sort of first stepped up to to Grand Circuit, it was sort of still unknown um, how he was going to measure up and probably Newcastle Mile win into the Miracle Mile. That was sort of, you know, you sort of knew he was going to measure up then. Um yeah, that sort of gave you a huge thrill and gave you a lot of confidence in the horse. James, young trainers always hope that those sort of horses will, will help snowball their career. Where do you see your career at? Because you don't seem to train an enormous amount of horses, but you seem to have a very good strike rate with the train, with the horses you do train. And obviously you're training away from an angle, so you're not at the training centre like many other people your age. 
Is it a case that you want to keep your numbers to a certain level, or is there plans to expand the rat race tables? I got I got some very good clients um, with me at the moment. Usually train about uh, around twenty twenty at a time, and there's usually probably four to six young ones coming through too. And you know that's a it's a pretty nice number for me. And um, the the clients I have are really good. And, Get a, get a few new ones every year. Looking at babies at the yearling sales, and um, yeah, like it, it, it's working well. A lot of people, James, have seen your name in the form guides, but they wouldn't know that a long time ago, when you were a very skinny kid who looked like Woody at a Toy Story back in the day, you used to work for Tony Hurley, one of the great horsemen of all time in Australasia. So you actually drove under Tony in New Zealand. That must have been a great experience to work with somebody who is so cool, calm and collected under pressure. Oh, it was amazing. I was around about 18 at the time and I moved to New Zealand for two years and um, worked with one of the best and um, learned a lot and got to chat to Roy Purden every day and um, yeah, just, just learned a whole lot and um, being away from home, it was a great experience and got to drive the with some very nice horses, and yeah, that sort of kick-started my travelling. <laughs> what did you learn out of that experience, James? Like Roy Purden, obviously, who passed away this year in February, and is one of the absolute legends. And any time you sit with someone like him, you leave it a better experience. But day in day out, being around Tony Hurley, he who has very soft hands and probably drives differently from how they drive at Manangle these days. What did you take away from that experience? I just taking care of the horses um, and their training methods, of course. But, um, yeah, just the way they went about sort of looking after the horses um, day in, day out. Um, and it was just great experience talking to Roy. He sort of always learned something. Um, Roy's, Roy's terrific with the horses and the whole Purden family there. And um, Tony with his driving, you always learn a lot, learn, learn a lot off him. Well, mate, you've done a super job with that knowledge. You've taken it and parlayed it into a, a great horse and bow tied, and now you've got a really good horse and we've been bopping. So um, before we let you go, James, you've got one going around at Rough Odds today, Island Bliss at Goulburn. I, I take it the expectations there aren't enormous? Uh, no, her, her last couple of runs were sort of better than her previous form, so hopefully for a better run again today and the race is run to suit, hopefully she's, she's running on. All right, mate. Look, thank you for your time, James, um, and, and congratulations on getting the best out of where you've been bopping because he is not an easy horse to train. We can see that from afar. Uh, we appreciate your time on Sky Sports Radio this morning, mate. Uh, thank you, mate. That's James Rattray. As I said there, he um, spent time working with Tony Hulahi in New Zealand. And, of course, Tony, while he's never driven as many winners as the late Gavin Lang or Grant Dixon, who got to 5,000. Chris Alford, of course, missed to 7,000. Um, some people would still regard him as one of the best ever horse people in this part of the world. So James has had a great grounding, and that patience is coming through with Weebin Boppin, who won the free-for-all at Menangle on Saturday night. So we race at Goulburn today. We race at Menangle tomorrow. The Nutrients, which is a sales company, their finals are this Saturday. For the horses who were sold through their sales, they're at Menangle on Saturday night. Our thanks to Nathan Jack for the update on Lock and Var Art. He drives him. He'll soon jump out of that sulky and to copy that. And also to Will Rickson, 
who's doing a super job. He's only 21 years old, driven over 300 winners, and he is also heading around at Goulburn today. First on the card there goes at 122. The odds are now open at tab.com.au. Bet responsibly, hope you're back a winner. We'll be back with On The Pace on Wednesday morning at 10.30, trying to find you more winners.